Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, it's hard to recall, Scoob, a more drastic change in the court of public opinion than that lived by our next guest. Graham Arnold, by his own admission, was one World Cup qualifying spot kick away from being Australia's most hated man. He left for Qatar seemingly to the backdrop of pundits sharpening their knives only to guide the youthful Socceroos into the last 16 of the World Cup. A magical ride that we all enjoyed immensely for only the second time in our footballing history. And yesterday, Graham's incredible coaching performance on the biggest stage was rewarded with a new contract as coach of the Socceroos through until the end of the 2026 World Cup. And Graham joins us on the line this morning. Arnie, congratulations and welcome to SEN. Thank you very much. They were blunt yards, sir. Hey, too sharp. No, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're certainly they're certainly not. Uh, they're neither at the moment. So, Graham, two World Cup wins. I mean, the, the team scored in every match and, and obviously pushed the eventual champion to the brink in the round of sixteen. Yet, all you had to do uh, after that was flop a copy of Le Keep on James Johnson's desk to say, "Hey, I'm the man." Yeah. No. Look. Uh, obviously, it was a fantastic uh, <clears throat> experience, but. Uh, you know, it took me a bit of time to to make the final decision. I went away and, uh, you know, had a break and had some offers. But at the end of the day, it was, uh, you know, my heart's always uh, green and gold. And I just wanted to uh, move forward with the Socceroos because I truly believe that uh, we were had reached the pinnacle and, and I got the most out of everybody and we couldn't do anything more. And I probably would have left. I don't believe that. I believe we're, you know, with the kids coming through that... Uh, we're probably at about 60%. The, the boys have shown their standards now and and uh, we don't accept any less and we move forward. So you've touched on it there, but the obvious question is, you know, why sign on? I think you had offers from Europe and maybe throughout yeah. the Middle East to, to perhaps even start immediately, which would have been would have been a test of your, of, your, of your energy reserves. But was it also because your brother Colin just said he wanted to go to another World Cup, you just couldn't leave him? <laughs> oh, look... The family has a big, uh, you know, very important role to play with support, especially being a national team coach because you're away a lot. You know, there obviously there's a lot of scrutiny and uh, in the backgrounds and that, uh, and and they feel it more, much more than what I do. Uh, you know, I don't do any type of social media at all, and obviously the wife's done it at times, and and my kids and that. But uh, you know, it was just uh, more around. I felt when I went when I was overseas and <clears throat> getting the opportunities to. You know, go somewhere else. You know, I had a great discussion with James Johnson and uh, and that about, you know, if I do stay, I don't want to just do the soccer rules. I actually want to help the game. Um, obviously, you know, as I said, I, my heart bleeds green, uh, green and gold for the, for the nation and everything. But I also, I just haven't uh, signed to do the soccer rules. I've also signed to mm. help the junior national team's pathways uh, and getting the preparation and the planning right for the junior boys to qualify, but it's crucial that our 17s, 20s and Olympic team go to the Olympics again and qualify because without those programs in place, then it doesn't put the kids on the big stage and doesn't put uh, give the kids an opportunity to fulfil their dreams. So that's uh, one other thing that I want to do. And the other thing I want to do is uh, finally get Australian football or help try and get uh, from the government 
uh, a football home, mm. and we've never had one in the 40 years I've been involved. And it sounds crazy that, but we've been shifted from office block to office block. Even back in the old days when it was Soccer Australia, we've never had a, um, a training facility. We don't have any. Uh, you, you can call a home for the players to inspire the kids and to inspire the pathways. And, uh, you know, and it's quite sad when you think about it, but uh, it is true that, you know, these type of things uh, should have been done years ago, but they haven't been done, and I, I would love to help uh, do that and work with the government to, to help us with that because, as I said, you know, what we saw at the World Cup just shows you with the fan sites, it shows you how, how, uh, how the game unites the nation, but also you know, how many kids that there are out there that want to uh, play, play football. Graham, I look forward to digging a bit deeper into into that infrastructure here in the in in this country uh, for the Socceroos. What fascinated me is the way you bonded that group of players together, who came from all different parts of the world for that World Cup. I think you had fourteen days in the lead in to your first match. It might have even been shorter by the when you landed in Qatar to, Seven, yeah. to playing your yeah. Your, yeah. your first match. That was extraordinary. How did you do it? Yeah, but look, it's, uh, I think if there's one thing that we're a lot different to other nations uh, is because of we play in Asia and uh, a lot of the boys play all around the world and they've got to travel to Australia when we went and we only played four games here out of 20 in the last campaign due to COVID that, you know, that they arrived two days before the game and uh, we play. So what really time do I have to work? You know, on tactics uh, during that is is very minimal. It's basically a walkthrough session or video. Um, I don't have time to get them fit, but it's all about the the team culture, and it's all about the mateship and, and building that type of culture that uh, you know that we're here for each other. We're here for everyone, and we're here to do it for the do it for the families and and also the nation. And and you know, if there was something that really um, helped us with all that type of stuff was, you know, obviously with uh, being locked down with COVID, it really built a great morale within the group. And and because they had to, you know, they had to socialise with each other because they couldn't go outside the hotel. So by the time we got to Qatar and we'd done it that many times, that it just became natural for us that, uh, you know, it's it's what we're used to doing. And uh, the boys just clicked on. Uh, you could see it in their eyes when they turned up that uh, they were ready to go and they were fully focused and we kept the messaging simple and and the boys you know the truth the belief that we built over those uh, over those four years was was there and uh, I, I know that we went through some hard times but uh, everyone goes through hard times it's about how you react and and uh, uh, to you know ne- anything negative or, or or you know a poor result it's about how you react to it and uh, the boys reacted fantastic straight away. We're speaking to Socceroos manager Graham Arnold, and, and Graham, I know you'll say it's it's obviously not all about you, and it's a collective effort as part of any national team, of course. So I, I'm sure you've become battle hardened somewhat over time. I mean, how could you not? But but even with that being the case, it must be impossible for the criticism not to seep in in the lead up to the World Cup. I mean, but are you you don't strike us as the I, I told you so type. But have, have you been tempted? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Like, I, honestly, the most important thing. Is I can cop it all. It doesn't uh, bother me at all. But is it doesn't affect the players mm. because if it affects the players, it affects the performance, and then we all go down. So you know, I'm happy to cop it all, and uh, as long as they, you know, as long as it, it stays away from the players, and I can say to the players, don't worry about it. Or we can use it at times as well. Hey, 
did you see what this person said? This journo or this uh, expert said, come on, let's go shut him up. And, and, and we can use it as inspiration uh, sometimes as well and motivation. But uh, <clears throat> no, for me, it's, uh, I've been around the game long enough to know that coaching is, is uh, it's, it's a difficult job, but uh, I love it. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, what you do realise over time as you get older, that coaching is just full of sliding door moments. Mm. And, uh, you know, within a day it can all change. And But you've got to keep believing in, in what you're doing and, and, and backing yourself, but also making sure that the players are, are, are right. Because, as I said, if uh, it affects the players mentally, then you're not going to get any out of them and then the performance will go away. So I'm all for the players and, and uh, you know, and put myself down the bottom. But, uh, you know, I'd rather be a father figure to them and help them and, and, and you know, get them on the same sheet of paper and then we're all, we're all good to go. Hey, Graham. now that it's the dust has settled, obviously, off the back of Doha and you've enjoyed some time off and you've signed this new deal, I mean, can I possibly um, pin you to a World Cup highlight for you? I mean, it might be off the pitch, it might be on the pitch, but a lasting image or a memory or something that you find yourself, you know, coming back to now in the fullness of time? If it's in Qatar, um, oh, man, it's... Uh, <laughs> It was crazy. It was crazy. Look, I have to say, all right, that seeing Mbappe live, Kylian Mbappe from France live, what a what a player, you know, and and he, he was unstoppable, and he showed that right through the whole tournament. Uh, he was a highlight of the tournament um, for us. It was obviously the Tunisia game and, and the Denmark game, but I, I you know, I truly believe that we played so well against Argentina that we were kicking the ball away from qualifying. But, you know, those little lasting memories, obviously, is the lucky goal. Harry Sutter's tackle. But, you know, that just showed you the, the camaraderie that we had in the team, the way he worked back to make that, that tackle. But back here in Australia, you know, seeing those fan sites was, was insane. I have not seen anything like that for many, many years. And that really, Federation Square... Uh, Amy Park, that was, uh, you know, 20, 30,000 sitting in there watching the game on the TV. Uh, seeing the fan sites of Darling Harbour and around Australia really inspired the boys enormously. And it really showed, you know, us how much uh, the nation was behind us, which we were you know, truly grateful for. Arnie, we loved it. We love the journey so much. Uh, we can't wait to see what happens next. Congratulations uh, on the new deal and uh, really appreciate your time this morning. Mate, thank you very much and thanks for your support. Thank you.